Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. for your presence amongst us this evening we believe in your power we believe in your presence spirit of God have your way amongst us I pray that you touch our hearts change our hearts transform our hearts into your will and into your purpose for our lives father in the name of Jesus I pray that you touch my tongue and touch my lips Help me to speak as I ought to tonight in the name of Jesus. Bless our lives and transform us in your presence tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats in the presence of God. I don't know about you, but I'm blessed to be here. I feel honored to be here. That despite the rainfall, I still have the mind to be in the house of God. Amen. I mean, God has blessed some of us so much that in spite of rainfall, you still have a heart to be in the house of God. It must be God. Amen. You, you are a true lover of Christ. That the rain did not prevent you from coming to his house. That the, 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 the pour of rain, which is supposed to be a blessing, has encouraged you to be in the house of God. You see, some people do not have the mind to be here. But God has touched your heart so much. And it's a blessing. And each time you wake up, you have to thank God for even the heart that he has given you. Amen. Not many have the mind to be here. I mean, by now, you know what you're supposed to have been doing. You, you, you cover yourself. Somebody said it was undercover. You'll be under the cover and you'll be enjoying your sleep. Amen. I mean, that's the proper thing to do. According to human wisdom, that's the right thing to do. You've, maybe you, some of those of you like tea and this hot kind of stuff. <laughs> you'll be sipping tea and maybe you turn on your CNN channel. You are watching discussion about Donald Trump and how they are going to do recounting and everything. Amen. But God has blessed you so much to be here. Amen. So your blessings for tonight will never miss you in Jesus' name. You will never go home without your blessing. Amen. And I am privileged to stand before you to share with you. Amen. It's an honor and a privilege to stand before all of you to share on behalf of our Father. Amen. Um, like I always say, I don't know much. Amen. Everything I have to tell you has been taught to me. Amen. So I'm just giving to you what I have heard before and probably what you have also heard before. Amen. And Bible says to, the, to you, repetition should not be something that you should be angry about. It is very, very safe. To you, it is 
a safe thing. Amen. It is good to have reiteration of the instruction that you need. Amen. That is supposed to be stated over and over again for your life to change. Amen. That's how our lives are changed. Amen. So you see that the message is preached in another way. You change it and you preach it another way. Amen. So you see somebody preaching the message, but you think that is a new message. It's the same message, same scriptures with, like Bishop will say, you add cucumin and quercetin. Amen. Those are spices. And you spice it up and you give it to us ourselves again. Amen. So I'm not preaching any new message, but it's a message you have heard before. Amen. And I'm here to encourage you. Amen. Bible says we should encourage one another. Amen. Amen. But we are blessed. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm already blessed about what I'm seeing on my screen. Amen. It's too powerful. Amen. So, I'm starting. <laughs> okay, so, um, one of the things that Jesus said to Peter when Peter uh, took him as uh, saw the revelation about him is that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Amen. Amen. That scripture, I will build my church, has been there for a long time. For some of us, we read the scripture over and over again, but we do not understand how Jesus is building his church. Amen. Amen. So we say, oh, God will build his church, but truly there is a way that God is building his church. And for most of us, we do not understand that scripture. Amen. So tonight I will come in that line and then we will continue. Amen. So Jesus said he's building his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. One of the things we need to understand is that Satan is trying to prevail against the church. Satan is trying to fight against the church. As Christ is building, Satan is also trying so hard to bring the church down. Amen. So how is God building his church? That's the first question we need to ask. Bible says in Ephesians 2.20 that God is building his church through the foundation of apostles and prophets. Amen. Even this scripture does not really clarify that the apostles and the prophets are the ones who are building the church. What he's saying that they are the foundations. Amen. But to really understand this uh, how God is building his church. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Amen. Amen. Bible says, uh, can you give me the amplified version, please? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Bible says, and his gifts were varied. He, he himself appointed and gave men to us. Amen. Amen. Bible says, God gave us men. Amen. Amen. God did not give us angels. Hallelujah. Because angels cannot pastor people like us. People with a lot of thoughts. Amen. Amen. Bible says, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, Preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, wow. Some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers, verse 12. His intention 
was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministry towards building up Christ's body, the church. Amen. So in this scripture, one of the things that you understand is that God has given us gifts. And these gifts are prophets, apostles, teachers, evangelists, and pastors. Amen. Amen. And the other thing that he, we also realize from this scripture, these are men appointed by God. Amen. As you can see, no one can call himself an apostle. Or except God has given him or her that mandate. No one can call himself a pastor except God has given such a one a call or make such a one that authority. Amen. Amen. And the other thing that we see, the reason for which he has given these vessels or these gifts, he says that for the perfecting of the saints. I like the word perfecting. Amen. Amen. Because it's a continuous tense. And for the full equipping of the saints. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that, that they should do the work of ministry towards building up the church. So God is building the church through prophets, apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers. By what? Equipping them. By letting them equip saints in the church. By letting them help people like us to build the church. Amen. Amen. And Bible is, saying, Bible is saying that his intention was the perfecting and equipping of the saints. One of the things you also have to learn from this is that God does not depend, does not intend for you to be independent of your shepherd. Bible says that for the equipping, which means that it's supposed to be continuous. So whether you are a prophet, you are a bishop, I mean now we have angels as titles in the church. Whether you are an apostle, you, God wants you to have a shepherd. Amen. Whether you are, maybe your title in the church is a bishop, bishop. You still need a shepherd. Amen. One of the things that for you to be perfected, you need another human being to perfect you. Amen. This is a truth all of us need to accept from the word of God. The Bible says that his intention was the perfecting and full equipping. Amen. It's continuous thing. That means that the day that you stop having a shepherd, your life is going a, a certain way. Or your life will go in another way. The day that there's no apostle in your life, your life will go in a certain way. Amen. But for you to be perfected and to be like Christ, verse 13, please give us verse 13. Verse 13 says, that it might develop until we all attain oneness in faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. Amen. Which means that these people are given to us so that we will come to oneness of faith and also to have a full comprehension. Amen. Amen. Of an accurate knowledge of the Son of God that we might arrive at a really matured manhood. So as you can see, most of us are not matured. Amen. The completeness of our personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. Amen. God's intention for us is to be like Christ. And the truth is that God wants you to be like Christ. God has the power to make you like Christ. But God has put this power in men in the church. Amen. 
So you will say that you want God to come and make you a perfect person. I'm sorry. You will never have such a thing. The person that God has, the, the person that God has vested the power in to make you into like Christ is the man or the pastor God has given to you. So you see people saying, oh, I, I'm looking at God. I don't look at man. You need to look at somebody. Amen. You need to learn from somebody to be like Christ. Amen. How many of you will say that Christ is the one who has made you the way you are? You have seen Christ changing you personally. Christ came to you and he was teaching you and said, change. No. You, you must be a liar to admit this. Amen. The example that God has put in front of us are the prophets. The shepherd that God has given you. So you will see that your life is actually a reflection of who your shepherd is. Who you are reflects a lot about who is shepherding you. Amen. So the person that has the power to make you like Christ, he said that to, unto nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection. To be like Christ and to get to heaven and to be like who, who Christ is. The power is in the man. Amen. That's why you see anybody who doesn't have somebody to talk to you and direct you, you are going a, a certain way. Amen. You are going a certain way. Jesus came. The uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees said, we want to see Jesus. Uh, we want to see God, not a man. How can you come and tell us you are the son of God? They never accepted God in the first place. They never had a relationship with God in the first place. Because God decided, I will give you a man. You see? And the man that God will give you, the man will look with a lot of weaknesses. But you have to accept that man. He has the power to make you who you have. You have to be like Christ. You want to be changed to be like Christ? Look at a man. The one that God has put in front of you. The one that God has put in front of you. You want to be like Christ? Let's all look at Reverend. He's the one. The power to go to heaven. The power to make you like Christ is vested in him. Amen. It's vested in him. So don't, oh, I want God to reveal himself. You never see God. You, you may never see God. You may never see God. I mean, God can reveal himself to you, but you may never see God. The real example that God has put in front of us are the pastors that he has given us, the apostles he has given us. You see, and in this church, you can see that so all of us seems to have a certain kind of zeal towards evangelism. It's because of the one he has given to us, the bishop. It's because of the one. That's why now you, you say, oh, I'm about so winning and I'm about this. Thing. Look, be an ascetic shepherd or a certain pastor and you see the way your mind will be like. Amen. Amen. So the true reflection of who you are is your shepherd. Your attitude, you see, the life that you are living now, you can live the life of your shepherd. The way your shepherd is, you can be like that. Amen. The way your shepherd is, you, you, you as a son or as a sheep can learn to be like your shepherd, to behave like your shepherd, to do the same things that your shepherd is doing. Because the power that God has to transform you to be like him is vested in a man. So many people, many of us have missed the uh, gift of God because the gift of God is packaged in things just like the way we look. Amen. Many of us, when it's a white man, you accept, oh, say it's a white man. The gift of God that God has given to us came the same way as what? The way we look. So Jesus came as a Jew, and the Jew rejected him. 
It's rather the Gentiles who look like someone different. They, hey, probably this might be something special. Amen. So we need to be careful and to learn more. Amen. Amen. What I will say again is that God wants to make you great. God wants God want to make you a very special person. So look directly to your shepherd. Look at your shepherd. Who your shepherd? What is your shepherd doing? Where is your shepherd going? Amen. Amen. What is your... Even look at your father, the person who is your father in the house, if you want to be great. And your father is great. Look at your father. Emulate the things that your father is doing. It's a great example for you. Amen. And Paul said that, you see, Paul said, he became a lawyer by standing under the feet of Gamaliel. Uh, I think Acts 22, verse 3. Acts 22, verse 3. He said, I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but real in the city, in this city, at the feet of Gamaliel, I was educated according to the strictest care in the law of our fathers, being ardent, even a zealot for God, as of all, as all of you are today. Amen. Amen. It takes Gamaliel to make Paul who he, he was. Amen. Amen. So if you can look at, at your shepherd, you will be a very great person. If all of us will learn to follow Bishop, we will be, a great, we will be great people. If all of you will learn to look at Reverend, you'll be a great pastor. You'll be an amazing shepherd. You'll be a pastor with, a, 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 with, with excellence. Amen. Hallelujah. Philemon chapter 11, chapter 10. Philemon 11. Philemon 10. That's Philemon 10. I, I should be. It's 110. Philemon 110. Once he was Oh, no, can you, Philemon 1.10, please. I appeal to you, forgive, I beseech you for my son, Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past, oh, please, you, you remove it from the Amplified, it's okay, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me. Amen. When you look at this scripture, there are two pastors. One is Philemon, the other one is Paul. So Paul is saying that Onesimus was with Philemon once. He was unprofitable then. But the time that Onesimus uh, spent with him, Paul, in prison, has made Onesimus a profitable person. Wow. Amen. Amen. You, see, there, you see, you may be here and you think you have a zeal, but be under another pastor. And you see, I mean, I mean, another pastor, even the same lighthouse church, you see that your life will be different. You will never go to camps, exams, you will not write. I mean, there's nothing about the church that you even know. You see, like, just like Reverend makes it a priority that, oh, you go to whenever something is going, we do it and we follow. Some people do not follow. Amen. So what I'm saying is that it takes a certain attitude of a pastor to make you who you, you can be. Amen. It, set, it takes a certain grace of a pastor to make you who you can be. So Onesimus was with Philemon. 
Philemon made him useless, unprofitable. Unprofitable. Paul said, bring him to me. Paul took him when he was in prison. By the time he returned, he became a profitable person. Amen. Some of us, from the beginning of our Christian life, we were so unprofitable. Unprofitable. But now, God has made us profitable in Lighthouse. I mean, I know myself when I was uh, in, an, in, the, in another church. <laughs> Amen. When I was in another church, I wasn't serious. I mean, I go to church because my mom wants me to go. I go and turn my face at her so that she would know that I'm in church. After that, I go home. I, I wasn't serious. I mean, I, I was so useless. I don't know anything about uh, what evangelism, what so winning. Born again, I don't even know what is born again. But when I entered Lighthouse, my life has been transformed. My life has turned out. I, I, I feel like I was SU secretary, all right. So the last question I was asking myself, that, did I share any scripture with the people? Because I didn't know what I actually, actually how I managed to. <laughs> and they gave, me, they gave me a certificate. I actually, hi. I said, like, hey. So, so what I thought did I share with the people? Because I was a prayer secretary, moi, prayer secretary. A whole prayer secretary. I was so unprofitable. Amen. But now my life has changed. Now I understand a few scriptures. If I meet you in a one-on-one salvation message, I can preach one-on-one or two. Amen. And that's how God has been to most of us. God has changed our lives. God has transformed us. God took us from people who are unprofitable. We are irrelevant when it comes to church. But God took us and placed us in the church, in the hands of a man called an apostle or a, a prophet, an evangelist, and he has molded us, transformed our lives. I mean, if, if some of us probably now will be prostitutes, uh, thieves, I'm robbers going about. I mean, you know yourself. There are a lot of things you could have been doing by now. But God, God, God in his own capacity and wisdom has shown us mercy. Took us from our useless nature where we were down and without hope. And God has positioned that in the church. If you look at the life of the apostles, some of them were, I mean, fishermen without knowledge. I mean, some of task collectors cheating people here and there. God, Jesus took them and said, come and, and be with me. Come and be with me. God. Jesus has made them very important people. Jesus has transformed their life. Jesus has changed their life and made them great. Amen. So the aim of a pastor is to make his church members be like him. Amen. As your pastor took you, your pastor wants you to be, to be, to become like himself. Actually, the product of a pastor is another pastor. So when we see that your pastor is effectively working, is that your pastor can make you a pastor. Amen. Your pastor can like 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 uh, uh, our pastor here. He, he, he was under a certain man of God. You see, and he has undergone a lot of training, and now he's a pastor. So that's how you see that your pastor is actually doing well. Amen. There's some people that they said they are pastors, but we cannot see any fruit. You see, the only thing we know that you are able to collect, take offering from the church once. Amen. But, but as we are changing, as some of us are trying to love God more, we are trying to focus our attention to God and do the things of God. I mean, some of us now, we are like the main people that the church 
depends on call people, follow up on this person, call this person. Now you are very profitable in the ministry. Amen. But it will be unfortunate for us to assume that that's the only change going on in the church. As God is building his church, Satan is also destroying the church. Amen. As God is trying to make you a great person, as God is putting a lot of resources into you by giving you a lot of pastors, messages of messages, trying to make you a very important person, other changes are going on in the church. Amen. Other changes. So Jesus took disciples, some, some from people he doesn't know from anywhere. He, they were so, their life was so messed up. He took them up, trained them, and then brought them up. But as some of them were trying to become rock, foundations of the church, some of them were also changing to something else. Amen. Some of them were becoming things that we cannot even mention. Amen. Some of them were becoming things that he, he, he became a pain to Jesus. Amen. So as we are in church, we are changing. Some of us want to love God. Others are doing things that you cannot even define. You cannot even find appropriate way to describe. Amen. So Jesus actually mentioned what is actually going on in the church. As you are becoming a disciple, you are becoming, I mean, as we are here, some of us want to have quiet time more. Some of us want to become pastors. We are aiming that we become missionaries one day, preachers of the word of God. Some of us also want to help in the ministry. My ministry will go on. But some of us are also changing to something else. Amen. And it's, it's very, very important that we know what you are changing into. Amen. It's very, very important that you know what you are changing into. Because if you, you, see, you may think that you are changing into a disciple, but what, what disciple are you becoming? Whose disciple? Is it a disciple of Jesus or a disciple of Satan? Amen. So Jesus said, Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 70. He said, Jesus answered, Oh, please bring me, uh, it's okay. Jesus answered them, did I not choose you, the 12? You see, the, the word 12 is like the obontiers, like the patrons, the big men, the 12. I mean, usually we don't write 12 like this. So the 12, like you, you, you are the main people. Did I not choose you, the 12? And yet, one of you is a devil. How? How come that Jesus, no, Jesus, after praying overnight, crying to God, God, help me never to choose a devil, end up choosing a devil. As, as some, some of them, he chose 12 people. One of them is, and one of you, yet one of you is a devil. Do you think that Jesus prayed to go and choose a devil? No. No. But as he was training this, he said, come, in fact, this, I mean, this, this one person who is turning to a devil was somebody who was once doing evangelism. Amen. So, they send you follow-up and everything, but as someone, we, we are changing it to a devil. Amen. He said, have I not chosen you, the twelve, and yet one of you is the devil? How, how can somebody that Christ himself have chosen become a devil. Under the watch of Christ, under the power of God, you are turning to a devil. There, there must be something. 
Amen. There must be something. There must be something. Amen. Amen. No mean leader. I mean, no mean leader. Other Jesus, after praying, will choose a devil and say, devil, come and be with me. No. No. He's, he, the Bible says that what has Christ to do with Belial? How, what, Christ has nothing to do with the devil. He will not choose. But as some of the disciples were changing and trying to become workers and people who work with Christ, another one, one person amongst them is changing to become a devil. You see, and Jesus actually called somebody Satan. But this is not the person that Jesus is referring to. He actually called Peter Satan. But this is not Peter. This is Judas. Judas. Of the evil one and a false accuser. This is Judas. Jesus actually called Peter Satan. And you see, Satan, get thee behind me. That phrase, Satan, get thee behind me, in Matthew 16, 23, that's the same word that Jesus used for Satan when Satan was tempting him in Luke 4, uh, 8. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. That same, is the same phrase. Satan, get thee behind me. You can go and check your Bible. But that, that wasn't Peter. This is what Judas. Amen. Amen. So what is the context that somebody who was once a saint, who actually got purpose for you to become like Christ, what is the process that this person will go through to become a devil? The devil. How? You, how many of you want to know? You see, do not assume that you never... You, do, do not assume that you are, you, you are more spiritual than Judas. Very, very spiritual guy. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's not everyone that you give your money to for them to manage. He was the treasure of the church. The, the, the church of Christ. He was the, the one who holds the money. You see, very, very important person. I mean, somebody close to, close, to, close to Christ. I mean, because where your money is, that's where your heart will be. So that's where the heart of Christ is. A very close uh, person to Christ. But yet, despite the closeness, he changed to be something. And so do not assume. Please, humble yourself. Even when you see somebody become a devil, humble yourself when you approach the person. Humble yourself and learn, and learn. From, from what the person is becoming. So do not assume. What I'm saying, don't take yourself as it applies to me. It applies to you. Because the fact that you are, you are loyal and you are not a devil today doesn't mean that you, you will not be a devil tomorrow. It, you can change. It take, it, look, it, it, it takes a few moments. It's like few few scriptures, chapters, then he became a, a demon. Amen. It's, it's a process that you go through. So ask, ask me as I'm standing here, the person, you see, uh, read, uh, let's read the message version of this message. Message version. Oh, what did he say? Jesus responded, haven't I handpicked? I mean, if, what do you say, handpick or handpick? It's the, depending on where you are coming from. <laughs> haven't, I, haven't I handpicked you? The 12. Still, one of you is a devil. Still, but still, I, I Christ, I, I'm telling you, I'm the Christ. I selected you. I go from house. I say, come, you, you are Peter. You are now the rock. Come, follow me. But one of you is still a devil. What is, what is he saying? That? I, I, I mean, do you understand? It's like, haven't I? It's like me, me. I, of all the people, I'm the one. Son of God, I'm the one who picked you. So how can one of you is still the devil? He himself doesn't understand. Why can't, how can a person with, in my camp become a devil? So you see, it become a pain to Jesus. How, how, how can I, after prayerfully, 
I went to the mountains all night. After, you see, when he said, before Jesus came, the Bible said he prayed all night. He prayed all night, crying to God, God, help me to choose the right people. You see, so Reverend has prayed several nights, help me to work with the right people. And he has handpicked some of us. Almost all of us, almost all of us are shepherds. He has handpicked us and put us to work with him. But one thing you should know that you can become a devil to him. You can become a devil to him, which, which is the reason why you must be careful. And now, as I'm here, oh, I was sitting somewhere here. I was moved here, and then here, and then Reverend has picked me and put me in that chair. I'm so careful. I'm very, very careful because I know within me I can become a devil. And within me, and you too must know. I, I know I can become a devil. He said, have it that hand pick you. The hand that pick you, you can turn against and bat that hand. And say, yes, you, you are the one. You can become a pain to the person. You see, just like you see a, a, a man marries a wife and the wife later turn and divorce the man and go and do they care how, how, how your money that you spent or how far you brought me from Ghana to this country left your money. It's a pain. It's a pain. 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 Have it I hand pick you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> forgive. Amen. Ha, have it, I hand pick you. But one of you is a devil. Hallelujah. Amen. So you, you, you see, if if it can, it it takes a pastor to see that God has called you. Please remember that the same pastor can see the devil in you. Amen. I mean, when you go to hospital, it takes a doctor. Some of us go to hospital without knowing the condition which is wrong with us. But it takes a doctor to say that these two things or this constellation of symptoms that you are having is a sign that you are suffering from schizophrenia or madness. You are suffering from madness. Amen. It, it takes a doctor. Because some of us, what is the process, that we, the change that we are going through, we don't know. Because if you know, you, have, you would have reversed it. None of us here want to become a devil. But the process you are going through, if you, you know, I mean, if you know that, I mean, some of us know how to uh, uh, pierce, pump, uh, boil. How do you call it? You know how to do it, and then the thing will come out. Yeah, but some people, they have to go to the hospital. Amen. Some of the conditions, when you come, to, you cannot, you take uh, maybe uh, some, something in the house, and you are okay. Over-the-counter drugs, and you are okay. But some of them, you have to take, go to the hospital. This is not a condition you can diagnose yourself. You see, you, you need a, spe- a specialist to tell you. And one of the specialists that we have is Bishop Dag. So Bishop Dag, after experiencing some few devils in his ministry, wrote a book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. Amen. So I'm sharing from, with you from the book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, chapter 2. Amen. Stages of disloyalty. How you can become a devil in the church. That's the title of my message. How you can become a devil in the church. Amen. How you can become a devil in the church. Amen. Tell your neighbor, do not become a devil. In the church. Amen. The hand that pick you, you can rise up against that hand. Amen. So what is the first stage? For a person who is, who is turning to a devil in the church, 
the first thing that you go through is becoming independent. Becoming independent. Amen. I mean, Jesus Christ was faithful. So, Jesus Christ is loyal. The person who was disloyal was Satan. You see? So, but if you, if you follow Satan, you don't become a Satanian. You are a devil. Amen. So, the first stage is becoming independent. And if you are able to recognize this early, I mean, your life is okay. Because anything that starts, if you are able to regulate it or you are able to capture it and put it, suppress it, your life will, will, will be different. Amen. Amen. So when Jesus Christ and Moses was born, Satan wanted to kill them from when they are young. Because you know that if he killed them when they were, they were young, he is done. So if you are able to control independent stage of your life, you will never become a devil. I'm, I'm telling you, just that you, you depend on your shepherd and not be independent, you, you become like Christ. That's, what, that's what, actually what that scripture means. But say, until, be, be with him until you have become like Christ. Amen. I say, until we reach the perfection of Christ, if you are, you are able to have a shepherd and be dependent and say, oh, I have somebody to talk to me, somebody who will tell me where to go, how to go, how to move. Oh, you reach far. You reach far. And I'm saying that even if you become a bishop, you need to have another pastor who is your shepherd. Like you see bishop always say, I have a father. I mean, bishop having a father, think about it, bishop having a father. Does bishop know a lot of things to do? Look at the books he has written. Even if he wakes up every morning, read read, uh, acts of leadership. I mean, he's a great person on his own. You see? But he still has a shepherd. He should tell you that he has, never, he, has not, he has not become independent. He has somebody who is still talking to him. So when, when you become a, 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 a shepherd and you don't have anybody talking to you, you are headed towards, you are headed towards a place. And it's, you are, it's the first stage of you becoming a devil. What does it mean to be independent? To be independent means that when a person is independent, it means that the person belongs to a group. But the person's activity and attitude is not regulated by the group, even though they are supposed to be regulated by the group. Amen. Amen. So, when a person becomes independent in, in, in a group, the person is not controlled by any advice given, any rule set by the church or by the organization. So the person does whatever he wants to do, even though there are clear instructions that do not do this or do not do that. Amen. Or do this and do not. The person decides to do whatever he wants to do, despite the instruction of the leader. Amen. So when you, you, you become like this, it's not maturity. It's not that you have reached the stage that you can control yourself or you can know where to go. Actually, the Bible says that when you become old, that's the day that you have to stretch forth your hand. And somebody will tell you, go here and go there. Amen. So when, when you, you become, a, a, you are a shepherd or a church member, and we, we, we know that we have meetings. You see, your shepherd has laid down meetings for you. Somebody who is supposed to make you like Christ has set meetings for you and said that we have this meeting. You have this meeting. And you decide when to go or which meeting to attend. You are becoming independent. You see? 
you, are, you become independent. So for a shepherd, you know that we have shepherds meeting, but you do not attend. Even if you attend, you know the meetings, you, you, the one you want to attend. In this church, we write exams. So you decide which exams to write. Even, even, even the one that you, you think that they makes sense to you, that, those are the ones that you write. What you are becoming is not, it's not this thing, you are, you are becoming a big man. You are becoming a devil. A devil. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You are, you are becoming a devil. Look, see, we say Ghana is independent. America, the uh, holiday of Ghana doesn't conflict with America. When Ghana is having holiday, we go about our duties here. And when they are also going six March, we go to work. You go to, you go to work. You see. So your activity, so it's like maybe you are in the choir. The choir leader is saying that we are singing or everybody's supposed to learn this song. You do not learn the song. You see. One of the things that is becoming of you is that you are, be, you are gradually becoming a devil. Within the setup of the, the choir. Maybe in the church you are regulated by the church. But within the choir you are becoming a devil. Prayer ministry, we have time to come on the prayer line. And you decide, okay, I only pray on evening prayers. Don't prayers are not my part of my thing. What you are becoming is that, you see, you see, because you have prayed that this is the group you want to belong. If you do not belong to the group, we know that you do not belong. But so long as you belong to the group and the group is having a meeting and you are not there, you decide which meetings you are important to you for you to come. You are, you are independent. And that's the first stage of becoming a devil. Amen. I mean, Jesus was having dinner. I mean, we are studying about Judas. So. Jesus was having dinner with people that he valued. He called, these are very special people that he called. Then you wake up. Where are you going? Then you walk away, not telling anybody where you are going. That's how Judas became a devil. He left there, went to betray Jesus. That's how he became a devil. There was a meeting going on. He left. He didn't tell Jesus, Jesus, I'll be back. He left the meeting. Independent. For him, he, nobody can tell him what to do. He, he decided to stand and go. So we have a meeting, then you walk away. No, never to return. You just go, never to come back to the meeting again. I mean, if you are going to do something and come back, it's allowed. But to leave, not telling us where you are going, because you have important things than what you are doing. You have become independent. Amen. You become very dependent. And if you are able to fight that, I mean, actually, actually the church suffers a lot because of independent people. Amen. If, if you, we can be able to kill independence in the church, eh, that we all learn to be dependent, you see that the church will, will go to another level. Amen. Amen. Actually, in the chapter one of the book, Bishop gave some reasons why you need to have a, a, a lawyer or a church which is dependent, a lawyer, a faithful church. One of the reasons that he gave that is to fight the faith column. You see, to fight the faith column. Faith column are independent people within the rank. Independent people. Independ- they are in the, in the group, but their activities do not depend on the group. So he gave the example of a man, uh, two army generals who were going to war against each other. So one was within a war, and the one who is coming to attack was outside the war. So his friend came to him and said, oh, my friend, how do you tend to 
attack this war that nobody has ever. Are, are you mad? How, how do you think? He said, oh. He said, oh, my friend, do not worry. Uh, I'll be able to overcome. How? He said, oh, he has a fit column within the camp. He said, ah, I thought that we have four columns. Maybe battalions or uh, special forces. But which, which, which one is the fifth column? He said, these are my people within the camp. A camp which has been closed. So, uh, look, the enemy cannot do anything against the church unless there's somebody here. Unless there's somebody here. For, for, for the enemy to have something against the church, unless there's somebody here who, who, who is, have a certain mind different from the church. If all of us learn to follow instruction in the church, you see that the way the church will be. So it's like now, you, you, you see, if all of us, did Reverend announce here, come to Tuesday service? How many people, don't you think people are free at home? People are at home, but they will never come. They come on Sunday because that's Sunday they want to go. And even if they come, they leave the time they want to leave. Independent. Amen. So the, before they realize, you said these are the people who open the door and will go. And if you watch the movie Troy, you will understand. Just went in and then captured the, the people. Amen. Another time there was a, one in, this one is a real life story. There was this church, one of our churches uh, in Ghana. So there was this man who goes to the church to pray every night. One night he went there to pray. And then he said, as he was praying, in the middle of the night, then there was one church member who is a lady. Then she came there. When she came, the guy was praying at the corner. So the lady came and came straight to the pastor's seat and then took her things off. <laughs> and then she would, she would sit on the pastor's chair and then rub herself. Do, do you understand? Like an, a naked woman who is a church member come and then be chanting the pastor, rubbing herself on the pastor's seat. <laughs> Mercy. And they, so, so the guy said, what? Then he took the phone and said, pastor, pastor, do you know auntie, auntie, auntie X? The pastor said, yes, yes, I know auntie X. And the pastor said, the, the pastor said, why, why? He said, do you know I pray in the church every night? He said, yes, I know. And then the guy said, Auntie S came to church rubbing her, took her things off, rubbing her, her body on, on the chair. And the pastor said, <laughs> The pastor said, Hey, hey, stop it right there. I don't, I don't want to hear such a thing from you. The people who, are, who I'm worried about are the independent people that when I give instructions, they don't listen. As for the witch, leave her. She can do whatever I do. In fact, when I come to the church, I'll have feelings on the chair. So leave them to do what, leave the old one to do whatever. You see, the witches from, I mean, the lady is from outside a different church. You see, the lady is not at the same church, but another lighthouse church. You see. see? So he said, oh, as for that woman, don't, don't even mind her. I mean, let her be. She can do what, I mean, if I come to church, I'll come and sit on the chair, have feelings. <laughs> but the people that they are giving me sleepless night are, are the independent one in the church. The enemy can not have any hand against the church unless somebody is independent. 
So most of the trouble that the church fights are dependent people. People who have their same mind, their own mind. People who the pastor give instruction. I mean, encourage church members to come on Sundays. Oh, it's okay. As a church member, your shepherd has said that. Encourage people to come. You, you meet another person who just joined the church. And I tell them, it's okay not to come on Sunday. But you can take a work. Tuesday service comes and say, oh, you, you just came, so come wherever you want. Relax, take it cool. It's, it's the idea, the independent, is the, the mindset, the mindset that we have, which is making the church to be a city. If all of us learn to, oh, pastor preach here powerfully, he said, oh, come to church, God will bless you, have faith. Then you went to cool a church member down and say, please, calm down. You see? <laughs> you, you, you see? You just... You, you, you just, this country, you just started. Take it cool. Come whenever you want. I, I, take it cool. Do you see? Or maybe your, 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 your leader in the group has given instruction. You don't take it. Because that, is, that instruction is, is supposed to help the church grow. Amen. Maybe you are in the choir, they say something, you don't like it. Then you, ah. Uh, you are becoming a devil. Watch yourself. Watch, watch yourself. Watch yourself. You see, the mind you should have is that the mind you should have that the person that Reverend has made the shepherd communicates with Reverend. So whatsoever the person says, that's the right thing you should do. There's no need for you to question it. Independent. You are becoming a devil. It's, it's, it's a first stage of becoming, if you are able to kill it, you become a successful Christian. You will become victorious over the enemy. And the enemy always wants to isolate you to do that to you. So Judas was there. He left as if he's going to do something and come back. He never came. By the time we realized Jesus was at a garden, he came there with people kissing master. Okay, you come back kissing master. Master. Oh. What? So you go, you, you do it, the independent thing. I mean, the information, look, there are things you hear about the church that you will be surprised that this is a church member who went to say this. Meanwhile, you're supposed to keep it something that should be relevant information. Independent. So people are talking this, this, and some of them are lies. Amen. Amen. But God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. God will deliver us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we're we also saying that we have Christmas party. Okay. And this was, you see, one of the things you should know that so, so far as Reverend stand here and say anything is very, very important, don't take yourself out. If Reverend says that he's organizing, you see, this is the person that is, that's why I started by telling you, telling you that the person who's supposed to make you like Christ is your pastor. You see, if Reverend, the father Reverend stand here and mention something, it's very, very important that you have to do it, like treat it with urgency. But some of us, after now, you have not paid. So whatever they will do to you, we should do to you. I mean, they say the party will be cancelled. They should cancel it. You see? And if this party, uh, party is cancelled, you are the one. You are the cause. You are the cause. So if, a, if a, let me ask you a question. If a, a ship, if a, if a ship come to you and say that, oh, uh, why, why are you not going to the, why have you not paid? What will you say as a shepherd? What are you teaching the, the ship? What are you teaching? We are going. We, they said you are going. So you are a shepherd. You have not paid. Sheep have paid. Why are you not paying? What, what, are you going to, what are you going to tell the person? 
oh, I mean, I, I do realize that what you are teaching the sheep is that also next time delay. It's next time delay. We are going to have a, we are going to write exam. They said write exam. And you, are, you, you do not write the exam. When you meet the sheep, sheep, sheep that you are, you are shepherding, outside, they ask you, why do I not write the exam? Oh, I decide which exam to write. So when the person also grew up in the church, also decide which exam to write. Because that's what the person has, has learned. You come to, they come to church whenever they like because, because actually the church, we cannot do anything. No. When you, if you come to the meeting, who can beat you? Nobody can beat you. It's not like, it's not like if you have a job that we can sack you. I mean, yeah. That's it. So you, you tend to do whatsoever you want, you want to. You, you want to do. And nobody can, so, you see, is what you are doing, that the example you are setting for people to follow. So when, when the person grow up, the person, you see, you can, we have the same, your same nature in the church, which, which, must, which, which means that it must be our aim to fight independent people in the church. Independent people, we must fight them. So if you notice somebody is becoming independent, point it to you, you are becoming independent. You must fight you because that. If you don't take care, you, you have a lot of you in the church. And the church will be moving like this. When the group is like a divided church. Amen. A lot of your type will be in the church. So as a shepherd, you are, you, are a, a, a main, you are a light to somebody. You are becoming an example to somebody. You are making somebody to be like Christ. You see, you, you are following somebody to be like Christ. You are, somebody is also following you to be like Christ. But here is the case that you are leading the person to become a Satan. And there's no need for you to allow it. So if you, are, if you notice somebody who is independent, sort the person out. Sort the person. Don't let the person grow up. Suppress it. Suppress it. Amen. And you, you, you see, as a shepherd, you must be ready. Eh? You, must be, you, must, you must be always ready to listen to what other shepherds have to say. That if you are independent, you are independent. Like you are becoming independent. Just notice that you are becoming independent. Amen. So if I walk to Bansi and say, Bansi, what you have done is independence. Don't do it. He must be able to accept it. He must be able to accept it. That's how we, we can work. Amen. Hallelujah. The second stage is when you become offended and funny. Offended and funny. Amen. Offended and funny. Judas was offended at Christ. Amen. Judas Iscariot was offended at Christ. I mean, they went to uh, Lazarus' house. They set table for them to eat. A lady came, uh, Lazarus' sister Mary, came with a, a, a jar of oil, poured it on Jesus' feet. He said, why? Why? Why, why, why must it be him? And John said that, oh, the thing you are saying that we should sell this thing and give it to the poor, it's not because we care about the poor, because we are a thief. He got offended. Amen. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. He got offended. Since this, verse 2, please. Lazarus and his sisters invited Jesus to dinner at his home. Martha served. Lazarus was one of the those sitting at the table with them. Mary came with a jar of very expensive 
aromatic oils, anointed and massaged Jesus' feet. Wow. And then message and then wipe them with her hair. The fragrance of the oil filled the house. Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, even then getting ready to betray him, said, Why wasn't this oil sold for the money given to and the money given to the poor? It would have been easily brought 300 silver pieces. He said this not because he cared two cents about the poor, but because he was a thief. So John was the one writing the letter. So John probably messaged him, Judas, you are a thief. It's not because you care. He became offended. Amen. You see, and why did Judas betray Jesus? It's because of offense. Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 10, Then shall many be offended. And shall betray one another. And they shall hate one another. When you are offended, the next thing that comes to your mind is to betray. Somebody offends you, the next thing that will come to your heart is to off- So when they said this, you are a thief, he said, I'm not welcome in the group. From today, Judas left. And then started to hate and to betray. This, this was his process. Jesus was honored. He doesn't like it. I mean, why? why in, in, because the, the, already the Bible says that they made the dinner to honor Jesus. So if an oil is being added to it, why would you say it's a waste? What, first of all, what are you saying? The pasta that is being added is a waste. Because you are, we are putting something on, something which is already a waste. Because if, you, if the pasta is precious, it's not a waste. It's, you say it's a precious thing being done. So the fact that you have seen this as a waste, I mean, the pasta Sitting there is a waste. Do you understand? So it's like if I pour something, I, I pour some, I, I do something on uh, Brother Iman's feet, then you are saying that it's a waste. That means that the person that is deserving it, Anna, he himself is a waste. Mercy. How, how can you say that? Amen. So John, John, who is somebody who is faithful, he said that Judas, it's not because you care about the poor, because you are a thief. He got offended. Amen. But I will tell you that it's impossible for you not to be offended in the church. It's, it's very impossible. Im- impossible. I mean, the word is impossible. Amen. It's impossible for you to be offended. Luke chapter 17, verse 1. I'm reading from the King James Version. The Bible says that. Then said he unto his disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe to him through whom they came, uh, they come. It were better for him that a milestone were hung about his neck and cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass seven, against thee seven times in a day, Seven times in a day, ten again to say. And, and seven times in a day, ten again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Amen. But the person that is, is impossible. Brothers and sisters, it is impossible to be offended. It's impossible for you to, for you to say that you will not be offended in this church. 
The reason being that I'm in the church. You're also in the church. Amen. So long as it's a human institution, expect that I will step on your feet. Expect that I will wrong you. You see, and me, even if, if, if me, the, the, my temperament, if it makes me offend people. I, I, you see, there are some things I'm not serious about them, but we will take it, oh, he has, he's rude. You see. And me, me too, one, one part of me is that I, I don't know when you are offended. I mean, if I know, I will apologize. You see. Like when you say, the thing, I don't know how to, you see, I'm learning. I don't know how to massage words and give it to you. You see, so I, I, I feel like the way you will say it to me that it also means nothing to me. If I say the same way, it should mean nothing. <laughs> Do you see? That, that, that's the way. So maybe I'm saying something, you'll be offended. Yeah, it's, you see? But, but it's impossible. So long as you are here, your sister will offend you, your brother will offend you. You see? You, you should try not to be offended. And there are a lot of things that will offend you. There are a lot of things that will offend you. A, lo- a lot of things that will offend you. Judas was offended. He, you see, Judas could have easily say, take the, what you, uh, John, the, uh, John said to him as a massage or as a romantic statement because it's a party that we are. Oh, Judas, because you are a thief, that's why you are doing this. <laughs> I mean, like, like, he, he, like, <laughs> like he, he would say, oh, my brother, you too, that, that's the way. And, and, be, and be in the church. But he took it. Oh, they call me a thief, so he left. Amen. How, 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 how can offenses come to you? An offense can come to you by somebody calling you a name. Peter said you are a thief. And look, in the church, we have a lot of names. Don't you have names for people in the church? The three apostles, whatever. <laughs> the three wise men. And uh, uh, what? What again? The regime. The regime of who? The regime of who? Yeah, you know the names that you call people. Do you have names that you call people? You, there are a lot of names. You see, and and you see, it's not only you that you have names of people. The name that you you call you call people. Some of us also hear it, but we are in the church. <laughs> Amen. So, why should you be offended if your father, your pastor say, or your father says that you are unspiritual? Why should you be offended that you are unspiritual? What you are saying is that you don't sound like a spiritual person. Why should you be offended? Or you, you are a foolish boy? What, what should you say? Hey, look, me, when I was, you, you, you met my lady pastor who was here. Oh, she can tell me what you are saying, you are a foolish boy. I take it lightly. It's, that's, she's the one saying I'm a foolish, that I'm a foolish boy. So at times when I'm talking to her, by the time she will say I'm a foolish, I say, oh, this, I'm a foolish boy. Then we end the issue. You see? But when your pastor says you are, you are unspiritual, I mean, what you must thank God for is that there's no correct way to describe who you are becoming. You see? There's no correct way. Because what you are doing here, he, he's looking for a word that will look appropriate for you, but he said that you are a carnal person. Be happy. Be happy. You are unspiritual. Be happy. Be happy. Take it as a romantic word and rub it. That my father... My, my father is massaging my body. Yeah, it's okay. You'll be. You'll be. Amen. Amen. So as for the names, people will call you. People will call you. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of names. A lot of names. Amen. Take, it, take them as romantic remarks. 
Amen. Oh, no, I'm telling you. That's, I'm telling you the way you can defend yourself from being offended. Oh, that when my brother says, he doesn't mean what he's saying. Give excuse. He doesn't mean what he's saying. He can, he can really mean that he's calling you a fool, but say, oh, like he doesn't know what he's saying. Amen. I mean, people say he's too no. I mean, if you tell me I'm too no, one of the things I tell people is that what you are saying, that you admit that I know more than you. Yeah, you say I'm too known, too no. That means I know more than you. If you know, if you, if you, if you know like me, you say we are co-equals. I mean, yeah, exactly. So you see, some of you will say we are, you are too known. Then you say, oh, he's taking me. No, me, I take it cool. I mean, it's a, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. Oh, Chinese too. I mean, I've, 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 that word, I've heard this. Uh, I've heard this. Uh, oh, Chinese too know. I say, what you are saying is you are just admitting that I know more than you. So if I know more than you, why, why would you come? That's my name. I take it. Amen. So instead, instead of me to be offended, I take it lightly. I mean, Though it, 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 will, it will pain, but I mean, I mean. <laughs> Amen. You can be offended when your, 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 your pastor is honored in a certain way. You can be offended. Oh, you can be offended. You can be offended. Judas was offended. They said they poured oil of a jar. He said that this, this money, that this jar, if you should sell it, 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 it qualified for a, a year wage. He made a calculation. He said it, it qualified for a year wage, a wage that you can pay people for a year. Some, yeah, somebody's this thing for a year. You see, he was offended. He said, why was this waste made? I mean, what will come out for, what, what will be you to, to best out like that? In a meeting that everybody is having a meeting. That, oh, why is this waste being made? So you see, most of the time when we say, oh, we are going to another pastor, people get offended. Oh, why? Why can't we do it here? We are saying we are going to do something here. I say, why can't we do it in the classroom? What do you mean? <laughs> so are you saying that we, some, those of us who, uh, who came with that, they, we don't think? You can be offended. Amen. You can also be offended when you have a sense of entitlement. That things should be done for you because you are, you are this. Anything done for us in this church is by the grace of God. If you happen that your pastor visited you, it's by the grace of God. So, Reverend sent us to go and visit somebody. We came back and the person said, why did the pastor come? What do you mean? Which church will you go and see a pastor coming to your house anyhow? Even when we went to grab, we did not even enter. We did not have a seat. We stood by the roadside. You, my pastor should come and stand by the roadside. You can, be, you, you can be offended. Another time, a church member, uh, the pastor supposed to visit her. The pastor couldn't make it because the pastor was busy. The pastor went the other time and said, eh, now before you are here. What do you mean now before you are here? What, what do you mean now before you are here? But another church member, the pastor went and the pastor, pastor, oh, said, oh, pastor, you, 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 you couldn't come. Why couldn't you come? Other, the other person said, oh, you, you, uh, now you are here. What, what told you that you, the father is supposed to visit you in the first place? Which church? Which church? Go to the churches that we have around and see who. If, if you have the pastor's number to call him at night. 
Amen. Anything done for us in the church is by the grace of God. If you are sick, if you are sick and the pastor visited you, it's by the grace of God. He's not entitled to that. I mean, we, we have a lot of pastors who also have family. He also have a family to care about. He also have things which, you see, uh, there was a video I saw that a, a doctor went to hospital to save somebody's son. When his son died, do you see? So the thing that w- some people do for us, eh, you see, they also have problems, but they left their problem to come and do it for you. So you must be grateful. John the Baptist was in prison. Jesus was going about preaching. John the Baptist said, he sent people to go and tell Jesus, are you the one supposed to, are you the Messiah? This was the same person who said that Jesus Christ, this is the Messiah. Uh, he told his disciples, follow him. What will cause him to come back and say that, are you the Messiah? I'm in prison. You are there healing people. I, I tr- are you truly the one that you expect? He was entitled. He said, oh, he thinks that oh, if Jesus, he supports Jesus, Jesus should also come to his aid. Jesus told them, blessed are those who are not offended in me. You are blessed in the church if you are not offended. If you are in the church, if you are in Christ, one of the things that you should count a blessing, that you know be offended. Say, blessed are those who are not offended. Amen. So you will say, oh, eh, it's my birthday. Nobody, hey, look. is <laughs> the, the grace of God. The, what you have to thank God for, Brother Banson, is that Reverend picked you to sit here. It's, it's enough. He has placed you on a pedestal that somebody who entered this church, will, even the people, all of us in the church, value you in a certain way. It's enough. What he has done for you is enough. In fact, if you, if you see him, if you see him, if you see him, you should crawl, crawl towards him and say, Thank you, Reverend, for what you have done for me. Because nowhere no will somebody pick you like to be. Nowhere. Where, where, where are you going? Area fellowship leaders. Look, thank Reverend for making you an area fellowship leader. That you have people to people to people to speak to. I mean, where can you gather six people to sit under your feet for you to teach? Who will listen to you? Who who will listen to you? The the work people that you said you are you are a CEO or manager. Who listens to you? You they teach you after you say the thing they just. You see, the value that, what can be done for you has already been done. The rest is by the grace of God. The best that he could do for you is to preach to you that your life is changed, your marriage is stable. It's the best, the best. If he visits you, it's, it's an extra. It's, it's a bonus. So, don't be like, oh, I'm a church member. If I'm sick, it's a bit. Let him, do you know what he's also going through? Who is, have you visited him before? Do you know where he stays? Amen. Amen. So, so let us try not to be offended. John the Baptist said, he said, he's a prophet too. I mean, John the Baptist is a prophet. If a prophet is offended, it's possible. You dare, it's quickly cry. So try not to be offended. He was in prison. He said, ah, go, go and tell, are you truly the one who's supposed to, to be, to come and save people? Jesus said, go and tell, no, I, I heal the sick. There's a band I've seen. And also tell him that people who are in me and are not offended are blessed. What a scripture. Blessed are those who are not offended in me. In me. You are blessed. If you're in the church, you try not to be offended, you are blessed. Amen. Which means that you will go very far. Amen. I mean, Jesus Christ came. They call him uh, 
Belia, uh, a man with the evil spirit of beds, and he, said, he took it like this. Oh, okay. Okay, I mean, the other time you also got the time, you know, you have vampires. I mean, snakes, brood of vipers. You also give it to them. I mean. <laughs> Amen. Another thing that can offend you is that when you are not being recognized publicly. Amen. If we read Luke, Luke chapter 7. From verse 15 downwards, you see that they also give an account of a woman who came and also honored Jesus with a jar of alabaster boss. Okay? And down that scripture to the, towards the end was the, John the Baptist's story. So, John the Baptist has probably heard that, ah, this man, a woman just came, bust alabaster boss on your feet, and you are saying that he, uh, she is wherever the gospel will be preached, her name will be mentioned. And me, me, I stood in front of people, these wicked people, and I have been loyal to you, faithful to you. And you are telling me that you, are, you don't even have anything to say about me. I send people to you, you are telling me, blessed are those who are not offended. But this woman who was a prostitute, she came past alabaster boss on your feet. You are telling people that wherever the gospel is preached, and no be mentioned. He, he will be offended. He will be offended. So you see, some of us are been in the church for long. People are here new and they do something and they say, oh, this person has done this. You see, try not to be offended by that. Try not to be offended. Maybe the person who just came need encouragement. That prostitute has suffered a lot. She just need a comment from Jesus to encourage her to stay in the church. So you have been in the church. You have been faithful. But what Judas, uh, John the Baptist did not know is that when the disciples left to come and deliver the information, Jesus said that among all men born of a woman, there's none, none greater than John the Baptist. But he didn't say to the disciples to go and tell him. So probably he has not heard that part of this uh, message that he gave. After the disciples left, he gave that sermon. He gave that sermon. So you may, you may never know what your pastor is saying behind Concerning you, how faithful you are to the ministry, how helpful you are. But you, oh, because, oh, the, uh, I mean, we have been here, we have done things. Right now, this person came, he's recognized. You see, it can offend you. I'm telling you, it's possible. It can get you offended. Amen. Amen. The, the, the next thing that can offend you is that when you are not, recog- uh, you are not, you are not, not being thanked for your services, there's no thank you for what you have done. I mean, somebody does something, oh, thank you. But you came and you say, oh, you are blessed. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's in, that's okay. I mean, go and do this. You finish, okay. Test message, okay. You can be offended. I'm, I, oh, no, what I'm saying is very, very, take it serious. These are things that get people offended in the Bible. So Jesus said that in Luke chapter 17, verse 7, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. He said, which of you who has a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he comes from, his, from the field, come at once, sit down to eat? Will he not instead say to him, prepare something for me to eat and appropriately clothe yourself for service and serve me while I eat and drink? Then afterwards, you may eat 
and drink. He does not thank the servant just because he did what he was ordered to do. Does he? So you too, when you have done everything that was assigned and commanded, commanded you, say, we are unworthy servant, deserving, undeserving of praise or reward, for we have done we have not done beyond our obligation. We, are merely, we have merely done what we ought to do. Amen. Amen. After you have done something, just say that, oh, to me, I'm maybe I don't de- even deserve what I've done. It's a privilege for me to do what. If you, if you can have this heart, you will never be offended. Amen. You will never be offended. Amen. The second stage for you to go to become a devil is when you are offended. Amen. And I believe that I have more to say. Amen. The next stage that we'll be looking at is being becoming passive. Amen. But that one will continue the next time I have opportunity to share. But I believe that this is what God wants you to hear for now. And the rest will continue later. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we be on our feet? Lord, where you are, Jesus, help us. I wanna know, Lord, who you are. So when you call my name, I'll say to I'm listening, Lord, speak to me, I want to see, I want to see, how you see, how you see, Lord, change my heart, oh Lord, and make me holy. If there's anything in my life that doesn't honor you tonight, Lord, I'm listening, Lord, speak to me, oh, speak to me, I'm listening, speak to me, oh, Lord, oh, anything in my life if there's anything in my life that doesn't honor you tonight I'm listening Lord speak to me if there's anything if there's anything in my life that doesn't My Lord, I'm listening, Lord, speak to me, speak to me.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you have taught us. Please, we ask for your help. Your word says, oh God, you want us to be dependent on our shepherds. Deliver us from the spirit of independence in the name of Jesus. That evil spirit that works in members of the church, that isolates us and causes us to fight against the church, the teachings of the church, the lessons that we have learned. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Amen. Father, those of us who are even married, Father, help us not to stay independent of our husbands and our wives in the name of Jesus. Help us to relate in unity in the name of Jesus. Help us to fight against the plans of the enemy against our lives in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray also that you deliver us from the spirit of offenses in the name of Jesus. Your word says, oh God, it's impossible for offenses to come. Please help us to stand in the times of offense. Help us to overcome, oh God, in the name of Jesus. For Christ, we know that you were offended by many things, but through it all you overcome. We ask, O oh God, that you help us as your children. In the name of Jesus, grant us grace to stand this test of our faith. In the name of Jesus, may we not move out of our place because of a name called us. In the name of Jesus, may we not deny your name and leave the church because of what has not been done for us in the church. We ask, O oh God, that you give us the mind of Christ. In the name of Jesus, to stay pure and to stay firm in your church. Plant our feet, O Lord. May none of these things take us out of your house. How, O Lord, can you call us? And so, because of offense, we leave the church. Please help us. We need your help. In the name of Jesus, the help to stay in our marriages, in our workplaces. In the name of Jesus, even in the church, O God, grant us greater grace to stay in your sheepfold. For your word says, O God, whosoever will come out of this hedge shall be beaten by a snake. May we not be beaten by the serpent. In the name of Jesus, cover us with your blood. Cover us with your hedges. In the name of Jesus, we are so grateful. We are so thankful for what you have done for us, even through this short service. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. You are here. You know personally don't have a relationship with Christ. I mean, we are talking about a relationship. I'm, I'm not talking about coming to church. You do not have a certain form of relationship with Christ. You do not have a, a, a solid relationship with Christ. Supposing this roof collapsed right now. You don't, in fact, you don't know where you belong. But you want to give your life to Christ. You want to say, Jesus, I want to accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I want to have a relationship with you tonight. I want you to lift your hand up and I will pray with you. Father, we thank you for the gift of salvation that has come to us. We believe and we hope that we are saved in the name of Jesus. We shall see you when you return. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we be seated in the presence? Wow. Are we blessed to be in church? Amen. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. 
Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.